When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, Are here, uh, and uh, Jim was, uh, we ran out of time with Jim, so we want to make sure Jim finishes his call. Jim? Yeah, yeah, Paul, I appreciate it. I should have probably waited to call uh, early in the segment later, rather than later, but we made a good point. I heard, I, I had to turn back on the, rest of the, the TV to hear what you said to me at the end because we got cut off by hard break. But anyway, God established these laws, Paul, and I know that for a fact because I've, stu- I've studied with some great scholarly and, and Christian friends that really are prophetic guys. And one of them called me, uh, told me the other day, he said, that's exactly right. There's no question that Saban and his wife being equally yoked, 100% supporting each other, that, is a, that, 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 that law has been in effect, affecting their lives in the, in the most positive way of supporting them in whatever they do. And, of course, coaching football has been the main thing with him, and she's put, she totally supported it. I mean, it, it is, that's a powerful these, – these laws are powerful that God established and many people, even especially Christians, don't even know about them. There's secrets to them. They just they're just ignorant about them. I was ignorant to that. I, I was stunned though the other day when that came up because you know, like I said, in the Old Testament, and, and you know, the, you should know you that written by many Jews of the Old Testament. Jewish people wrote the Bible. Right. Uh, they talk about the the uh, twofold cord, not easily. That means two people together, you know, are together, and, and that kind of agreement is not. It's hard to break that, the other side of the enemy. Then it goes on to threefold. It says, I can't remember the exact scripture, but it talks about a threefold. Three in agreement is almost impossible to, uh, to break, to, to get to, 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 to mess up. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. It's a very good point. It's really fascinating. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, keep going. I don't want to interrupt you, Jim. I just wanted to agree with you. Well, I, I, I'm about, I don't know what else to say. I could, I guess I could keep trying to attack, elaborate, but I mean, that's exciting because, and some guys during the commercial said, oh, Nick and Sarah go sit on the beach. <laughs> they might sit on the beach for a few minutes. They ain't going to be sitting on the beach. Those people are creative. They're going to be doing something. And I've, I've got a feeling they're going to be a very important part of the rest of this program, even though they're not there. They'll be there. Saban made that point Saturday. We got a house here. We're going to keep our house here. They're going to support the players because they love the players. And he even talked about a couple of players saying, uh, you, you're not going to – he said, oh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in the office and I can get on your butt over there, just, just like I can on the field, you know, when he coached. Well, I, listen, I, I don't know what the, what the arrangement is, uh, but I think DeBoer hit the right note. I mean, what else are you going to say about the guy that, that the whole program is built, and built, he seems built to be, around? He seems to be exactly the right guy. That's what I think. He and his wife, both on there. They really. I, I, I didn't. Did it, I didn't see his wife. I mean, I saw her. Uh, was she very did, attractive lady? Very, and he's got two very pretty daughters. They're classy people. You can see that, Paul. 
Yeah, one, of his, one of his daughters uh, is a is a is an outstanding softball player who but who she 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 would probably be wise to follow her her dad. Anyway, Jim, well, thank you very much. We have a little bit All of breaking right, news you. here. Thank, All right, thank Thanks, you, Jim. Uh, some some news that has been bouncing around, but this is now being reported by Chris Lowe. This is such an unusual headline. Tavarius Robinson staying at UGA. He's only been there two days. But uh, Greg McElroy uh, said today on his show that uh, he was likely to reverse fields and end up back at Alabama after some intervention. But apparently that did not happen. And this is very, very important for Kirby Smart. Why? Because uh, T-Rob is one, is not only one, was not only one of the best coaches uh, on Nick Saban's final team, but a very uh, important recruiter, uh, connection to players such as Caleb Downs. So uh, people are, are suggesting that uh, you keep your eye on that story right there. Uh, let's uh, continue with more phone calls. And Johnny is up next in Jupiter, Florida. Hello, Johnny. Hey, Paul. I'm following Jim. This is uh, if I... If uh, the next call is I'm in, I've, I've reached the pinnacle of my life. Yeah, you, you're in the Hall of Fame. Oh, man. Uh, sandwich of mental health problems. Anyway, um, I got a question for you. Uh, I thought about it. You know, I know nothing about Kalen DeBoer. And, I mean, zero. And I thought about him, and I, I wanted to pose a question. I want to hear your opinion on it. Mike McDaniel came in after Brian Flores to the Dolphins, and they had a really good year. Not a great year, but had a really good year. So it made me kind of think of Kalen DeBoer. So I wanted to say, if is Kalen DeBoer to Alabama as Mike McDaniel is to the Dolphins? And that's not only his offensive creativity, but it's also the the youth, the the image, everything Mike McDaniel, the Capris, <laughs> everything Mike McDaniel kind of revitalize the Dolphins from Brian Flores sort of doldrums. Just want to know your opinion on well, it. Well, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Mike McDaniel. Um, now, the other night, I, I don't know how much that had to do with the inability to play in sub-zero temperature. Uh, it may have had a lot to do with it. But hey, thank you. But, but I, I think that the biggest difference is, uh, you know, Flores was fired. Uh, he was popular with some of the players, but uh, he obviously was a failure as the head coach. Um, you're talking about a totally different situation here, 17, 18, 17 seasons. And that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a generation uh, as a football coach. And, and those are the hardest things you have to deal with as a new coach. And, and I, I don't claim to be uh, anything other than somebody who has watched this before uh, many, many years ago. And it's always difficult, not so much to be the head coach, uh, but there is a learning curve just in the adjustment because you're you know, a week ago you're coaching at one school the next day you're trying to keep a roster intact where you where you now are but it's also learning a different part of the country recruiting is not just recruiting recruiting in certain places is different and while every major school goes for the top players Alabama uh, in Washington have a different geographical footprint, and I think that's a big deal. Brad knows all about it because he used to coach at Alabama and used to run the recruiting. Brad, good afternoon. How you doing, Paul? We are doing great. Thank you. I, I was going to uh, just give you my two cents worth uh, about uh, DeBoer. I, I think it's a home run hire. I really do. Uh, you know, the only knock that everybody's trying to say is, 
well, he's never coached in the uh, in the South, never recruited in the South. Well, uh, there was a guy that came to Florida named Urban Meyer that had never coached in the South before. He came in, I believe it was 2000, in 2003, won the national championship. I, I, I think, no, I might have my dates wrong. No, you're right. But uh, anyway, Urban Meyer. Then another guy came from Michigan State. He had coached at Toledo, Michigan State, and he goes to LSU. Had never coached in the South before. You know who that was? I've heard of him, yes. Yeah, Nick Saban. And he won the national national championship. Well, yeah, Brad, Brad know, let me stop you, though. Uh, and you're making okay. a really good point. Uh, I think your points are maybe outdated, though, because today, as you well know, recruiting is yeah. a little bit different. Uh, also, I think he's up against a, uh, a tougher group of, of recruiters, namely Kirby Smart, Brian Kelly, Steve Sarkeesian, yeah. Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze as well. I also believe... Uh, it's it's so it's so uh, he, he's got the infrastructure though, and you know how important that is because That's right. you were at, you were at a place where uh, it was really dated uh, by the time you guys took over. That is correct. That that's totally correct. But the uh, my rebuttal to that would be that because of the transfer portal, you know, uh, right, right. It's just like uh, uh, three. What was it? Three or four years ago that. Uh, was that Texas A&M had supposedly the best recruiting class? Oh, yeah. By the way, just two years together. ago. Don't get don't get too far down the road, Brad. <laughs> but uh, you know, with the with the uh, transfer portal, you know, kids used to be, you know, when I was in the game and all, when we signed a guy, we had him. If he wanted to transfer somewhere, he right. had to right. uh, had to sit out a year. And so, you know, we developed. Well, let them. me ask. Let the me ask you right. about somebody who's recruited okay. in the SEC. Uh, because I've talked to Brian Harson about this, and, and, and I don't think – he was a very good coach. He just wasn't really prepared to go into certain places and, and, and communicate. What, what's the biggest challenge when you, when you have to start dealing with a – everybody's the same on one level, but the culture is a little bit different, is it not? It is. It is. The, the, the first thing is developing uh, relationships. Uh, that, that's the big thing with the high school coaches, people in the uh, – in the in the community, uh, that is the the big thing. And of course, with the Alabama brand, you know that and the script A hey, that opens a, a lot of doors right there. And you know, I think you alluded to it earlier when you were talking about the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, we we get uh, Alabama gets a quarterback from Hawaii. You know, uh, in Tonga Viola, get right. a quarterback from uh, from California in Bryce Young, and then. The new kid, this uh, Julian Sayan, that's yeah. uh, coming in, he's from California. Running back uh, Najee Harris, he's from California. And uh, But, you know, with the transfer portal, it's just like uh, I, I think you're probably aware of this, that, uh, you know, Saban interviewed, uh, I believe it was uh, Rich Grubb last Ryan year, Grubb, yeah. the, offensive, the offensive coordinator. And uh, he brought, you know, he brought him in. Of course, he went back and stayed another year with uh, DeBoer. Uh, and I'm sure that you're you're aware of this. I don't know if the listeners are, but every year they give out the Joe Moore uh, Award for the top offensive line in the country. Well, a few years ago, Alabama's the only team to ever win it twice. Well, uh, they, they didn't win it back-to-back. Well, this year, University of Washington won it, won the Joe Moore, which is the, the number one offensive line. They won everything this Go year. Back and, yeah, and uh, they they gave up a total of eleven sacks 
this year. That's in 15 games, 11 sacks. Alabama gave up 11 sacks in two games. Brad, you're 100%. Listen, we we need to go to the break, but I appreciate it. We'll continue this conversation. Brad uh, has been at the the cutting edge of recruiting, and I I defer to most of your points. Uh, Nobody knows how somebody fits in. A lot of it is how welcoming uh, everyone is, uh, but Alabama is—you're correct. Uh, that A opens up every door, everywhere, and that's the advantage you have. You don't have to explain to a high school coach what school you represent. We will be right back. More phone calls. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We're here on MLK Day and uh, we are checking in next with Happy Matt. Your day, I need to tell you something. And before you say anything, Paul, I want everybody on the show to listen. Paul, I don't hate Saban, maybe on this field, but off the field, I don't hate him because he helps people with disabilities and people don't know where to live. And the reason why I respect him for that, too, is I never told you this, but growing up as a kid, you know, Dr. King tried to fight against Satan, he had a part of my life to help influence the person I am today, including Star Trek. But including my mom was the biggest one. And my, I'll get to that in a minute. I was told as a child that people that I was too retarded and stupid, that it's my fault the way I was born and I had a choice. That was a drain on our system. So, and my mom, who had a part in my life, told me that my dad had some part. They both would tell me, it's not your fault. You didn't have a choice. And one time when my mom was dating someone I cared about a lot, but I couldn't show it at first because my dad was telling me, choose between him and your mom or me. His name was Al. And I don't know if he's going to be around much longer. I love the guy to this day. That's the only thing I regret was not telling him that. But I know he forgave me. But those two were the biggest thing in my life to be who I am today. And when I learned about Dr. King and Clint Star Trek, 
how I believe in non-hatred or non-violence. And I don't hate Nick Saban for Bob Silver. And I wanted to tell you this, and you have a big part of my life too. Including, and I hope Trey forgives me for calling his phone so much. I want us in all branch to do it for Aaron Bay. Look, I know it's like to be down. I tried to kill myself when I was real young, a stock man's girlfriend. And I told her I was sorry for it. She used me in the end, but I've been there, man. And I appreciate all the advice you guys have given me and been there for me. Look, if something happens to me, Paul, I'm not trying to freak you out. I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable about my dad. I'm trying to work things out with him. But if something ever happens to me, man, you're the one of the people I'm going to consider taking care of my kids. Because you're not just going to be the godfather of them. You're all like family to me, Mitch, William, everybody who's been there for me on this show. You're all like brothers to me, man. At the same time, my birthday's coming up. I turned 37 on January the 30th. But if I ever get married, man, I want you to be there. I wanted you guys to know this. I'm just messed up in the head right now. I'm dealing with a lot of mental issues. I don't mean to come off as angry all the time on this show. My mom didn't deserve it. You don't deserve it. And I want, I'm not, I'm not trying to apologize, but I hope you guys can forgive me for that. And you all like family to me, man. Every single one of you. And I want to just get this off my chest. Because when people tell you that when you're a kid, you believe it. And when the school system didn't fight for you and failed you, you feel like that. And I, did, I needed you to tell you this. And I believe a and going to have a really good year in football. We're going to go 10-2. I think we're going to out-recruit Saban, former Nick Saban's team, because a lot of coaches, the schools are going to take advantage of this. And I wanted your thoughts, and I wanted you really to know this, man. I wanted you to know it, Butter. And I hope you can forgive me, Trey, for blowing your phone up so much. It's one of the numbers you gave me. That's all I got to say, Paul. I will... Well, Matt, before you Talk hang you up, uh, before you hang Go up, ahead. Uh, I want you to know that mm-hmm. uh, we are all your friends and, and your family, and you. Uh, I've heard from some of the people that you've communicated with, and I, I, I mm-hmm. have a pretty good sense of what's going on. But don't be a stranger, and, and let us know how we can help you. I let you know, man. The only thing I know about what's going on, they think my limp notes look a little out of whack or swollen, and they don't know for sure. They're gonna take a scan, give me some medicine, and that doesn't work going to do another scan to see if that's really the problem, and they're going to take apart the tissue and go from there. So, gosh, a biologist, I just needed to tell you this, man. I'm not really a hateful person. Do I got things in my mind? Do I need to practice what I preach? Yes. But right now, it's just difficult, and I wanted you guys to really know that. This comes from my heart, man, and I hope Trey can forgive me, and I hope the guy from Birmingham, Joe from Red Bay, I hope you take my our branch of, look, Larry's just even like a brother to me. Whether he wants to take it or not, Joe, from Red Bay, I just wanted to say that, Paul. Matt, thank you. We'll be thinking of you. You're we'll welcome. talk very, very soon. Thanks so much. Susie is up next. Wow, Paul. Thank you for taking my call, but after that one, I've got tears streaming down my face. Matt, I'm a retired teacher. I'm so sorry that teachers didn't protect you better when you were young. You are a fine young man. Whatever your capabilities are, they're wonderful, and you're wonderful. Believe in yourself. Know you've got lots of us out here. And shame on anybody, Paul, that calls into you and makes fun of Matt. That's, that's serious. Those kinds of things are really serious to me. That just broke my heart. I will pray for you. I will help all your tests, Matt, come out good. 
That's not why I called, Paul. Tried to get in three times last week and didn't get in. I want to thank you and your staff for when it broke on um, Saban. This is what you do, Paul. You you can just, at the spur of the moment, bring on great people to talk. Um, we, we were so informed that day. I was just mesmerized by everybody that called and well, talked. Hey, uh, Sue, if I could say and one then, thing, because I haven't said it, and I'm, I'm about to do an interview tomorrow about uh, that day with a national group. Um, but credit always comes to the person uh, that's the most prominent in, in, in terms of being seen. But what happened in the, down the hallway uh, last Wednesday was, was truly heroic because, I mean, you had a control room that had the biggest story of the year on their, in their hands at a critical moment. And all the things and all the people down the hallway really made it happen. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting here in a boat uh, at the mercy of, of, of everyone else. So I appreciate you, you mentioning that. Yeah, definitely. Your staff is just top notch. They're exemplary. Um, and I thank them. And I thank you. Um, I thank, I thank Johnny B. My brother's name is Johnny and our last name is Bainbridge. So Johnny B, thank you for the kind comments you gave to me last week. Doesn't go unnoticed. Um, you know, Paul, when you broke the news, I thought first of you, I just, you know, because I know of your association and your love for Saban in Alabama, I thought of my black cat friend legend, cause you know, <laughs> I dearly love you legend. Um, as, as a caller, and I, and I love listening to you. Um, Jim, I was concerned for you. Jim, Friday and today, you hold my heart, buddy. Thank you for, you know, the kind things you were saying and asking the Alabama fans to get behind the new coach and support them. Good for you. Um, Larry, I was, I was in, on earphones with an indoor soccer game listening to Larry's call to you because I listen even when I'm not at home. And I had tears strolling down my face as Larry was talking because I could feel his pain, his grief, his sorrow. Because um, I don't think Larry fought in his life to bring him great joy. I don't know, but I know you do, Paul. Um, Christian obviously does. You know, Alabama is his, his heart and soul. So, Larry, I'm thinking about you. I care about you. I listened to the new coach. I was impressed, Paul. I think, you know, and, and it is, God, I wouldn't want to go in anybody's shoes, you know, um, especially Saban and Miss Terry and the wonderful philanthropists that they are. And I've just learned so much more last week about Saban that I never knew. And, of course, I'm a Tennessee fan, but thank you, Saban, from all of us in, in, in that love college Susie, football. We, we need to scoot off. Have, we have a guest waiting, but thank you so much for, for sharing that. We Head to the break. More on the, the DeBoer hire. We'll uh, expand our conversation here in a few minutes about other things. But Brandon Marcello is up next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The 
playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Opinions on where we are. Who is Kalen DeBoer? 24-7's Brandon Marcello. He's built on sincerity. Incredible X's and O's. That's an understatement. Brandon, thank you for uh, dropping in on this uh, MLK Day as uh, we are... Still, still on a singular topic, and that will change eventually, but no, no, no time soon. Uh, just your thoughts when uh, you heard this and as, as you've had time to digest it. Yeah, you know, it makes a lot of sense as far as philosophy. The guy just builds winning cultures everywhere he's been, from Sioux Falls to obviously Washington. I mean, goodness gracious, he took a one-win Fresno State team into a huge top 25 turnaround just one year. He did that previously with his offense as a coordinator at Eastern Michigan. A tough place to even win no matter what went from one wins to seven wins to go to a bowl game in just one year the guy's a great play caller and a great schemer and preparer but in talking to people around him he's all about culture and building culture around him as chuck morell is defensive coordinator at washington and who's been by his side for all 116 games as a head coach says it's 98 percent culture and two percent of it is about football and as we know at alabama nick saban it was all about the process and building that culture, and that's very much what Kalen DeBoer is built on as well. And, and Brandon, a lot of people can offer opinions from a distance, and, and they're well-educated and, and well-sourced. You lived in Alabama for a very long time. You've seen the culture of that state and obviously of the SEC. What do you think some of uh, Coach DeBoer's biggest challenges and obstacles will be? Uh, my question is, Is does he change the way Alabama operates or does Alabama change him? And by that, I mean kind of his almost open door policy. He was very transparent at Washington and Fresno State and other, all his other previous stops. He's a Midwestern guy. Everybody I talked to for a story I did at 24-7 Sports said, this is a guy that returned every single text message he received. His close friend, Curtis Riggs, who he played with at Sioux Falls and coached alongside, told me he went and visited him before the Oregon game this past, past season and said that he was sitting there answering every single text after they had beaten Oregon in that triumphant and very, very frenzied finish there in Seattle. And that's just the type of guy he is. He gives out his phone number to almost anybody who asks. He has time for everybody. I mean, heck, I remember after they had beaten Texas in the playoff, I followed him around just hoping to get maybe 30 seconds with him. And at 1.34 in the morning, he spent about five to six minutes with me in between breaking down some logistics for travel and as they were preparing for Michigan already in those early morning hours. The guy just seemingly has all the time in the world. But at Alabama, you don't necessarily keep yourself and put yourself out in the open like that. You're inviting trouble because like it or not, certain people are always trying to look for weaknesses and bring you down. So 
I do think he's probably going to have to change a little bit. And in the process, maybe he will change Alabama a little bit himself as far as just how they operate internally and how they let those external forces uh, uh, either uh, influence them or, or be invited indoors. Brandon, I'm well aware of, of how big the University of Washington football program is. I've been there. You've been there a lot more than I have. I've, I've seen it in action. It's a phenomenal place. However, I'm curious how you transport into Alabama just from one thing in particular, the demands on your time. I don't necessarily believe you can. Uh, I think he's got to sit down. And for one, I would talk to Nick Saban as much as possible for, for two things. The, the thing you just mentioned there, how do I divide up my time? What is important here? What are the pitfalls I should watch out for? Because he will already admit, this guy is very, very humble in that fact. I don't know exactly what it's like to lead Alabama or any program that's like it. You know, the demand there is not as, as tenuous as it can be. So I would sit down Nick Saban and anybody else and be like, what am I walking into here? I know I've been told what it is, but you've experienced it. What am I walking into? And then I would also sit down with Nick Saban and go, how do I build a recruiting staff, both on the field and off the field, that is going to allow us to keep this machine running here at Alabama? Because Kalen DeBoer, he's had good recruiting at Washington. And, the, and let's be matter of fact here. He was only there for two years. So he wasn't really get, able to get any momentum on the recruiting trail yet. And that was supposed to happen this year after getting the national championship game. But the recruiting classes were in the 30s and 40s. Obviously, it's on supercharged motor oil at Alabama. But does he understand the complexities of that? This is a guy who's never coached in the South. And I've, I've heard people going, well, is this like a Brian Harson coming in? Well, I'll tell you this. He's not Brian Harson as far as organizational skills and building a staff and working hard every day. He's much different from that fact. But there is a similarity from the standpoint of he's never co coached in the South. But more importantly, he's never recruited in the South. And I'm very interested to see how this staff comes together, not just on the field, but I want to see what the off the field looks like. The good thing is, though, again, everybody's wondering, like, well, Nick Saban's going to be hovering in the tower above in his office and watching all of this. But lean into that if I'm Kalen DeBoer. Lean into it. Ask him questions every single day and just tell him, I need to know what to do with the recruiting. And I love Kalen DeBoer in the press conference when he said, every time I have Nick Saban walk in that building or talk to me, I want him to at least give me one thing he sees wrong, one thing he thinks he would tweak. I love that because that's how he's been his entire life, and that's what he's bringing in to Alabama, someone who's willing to listen and correct things. But the thing is here in that state, make sure you're listening to the right people. Let me go around to a couple of places, and I'm asking you to put a composite together. Lane Kiffin, Brian Kelly, Hugh Freeze, Kirby Smart, Steve Sarkeesian, all fierce competitors now. What do you think those guys are thinking right now in terms of a moment in time to not only take things, pieces of the puzzle away from there, but to try to gain? I mean, Kirby Smart doesn't have to gain very much uh, other than winning a game, but but go around the horn with some of these folks and, and tell us their mindset. Let's pounce. This is it. We've been waiting for this man to retire. And for, listen, there is a transitional period for any program after a legend leaves. Rarely do we see them maintain that, especially that next year or two, or exceed what we've seen. Now, 
Everybody's going to take that into consideration. You're going to have some players enter the portal, maybe not as much as some think, but on the recruiting trail, how does this affect Alabama going into the next recruiting cycle for the 2025 class? There's some opportunities here for these programs to jump in, especially, I'll say, in-state there at Auburn for a program like that where they have an NIL collective that's that's good, but they haven't really tapped into its potential there as far as spending money as highly as they maybe could or should for high school prospects. And I think that that could potentially ramp up here in the next year or two. So that's something Alabama is going to have to deal with. But also at Ole Miss, as we've seen, they've got all in this year. They want to win a championship this year. They believe they could do it with that transfer portal class. And not only is Nick Saban retiring, so you potentially don't have to deal with them if you were to get the SEC championship game, because remember, divisions are gone. But you also don't even play them in the regular season on the schedule. Ole Miss, in the immediate turnaround here, has the best opportunity to take advantage of all this situation with Nick Saban retiring. But in the long term, as always, as we've seen, Paul, you know this, you've covered it, you've seen it, whenever there's a coaching change of any sort on both sides, but especially Alabama, you watch the other team in the state and what they're doing with recruiting because usually there's a little bit of a sea change for even for a short period of time in the Iron Bowl rivalry. Before you go, uh, I realize you don't cover Auburn anymore, but you're still plugged into that uh, area code. Uh, it, it seems like Auburn is coming apart in certain areas. I don't want to write them off, but uh, they've had a rough four weeks, uh, maybe six weeks, going back to the miss against Alabama and, and then a disastrous bullet performance. And, and now key coaches are departing and there's really no explanation. Yeah, and I'm sure that there probably will be more information that comes out about some of these coaches that are leaving. And you even heard Hugh Freeze going into their bowl game. And let's not forget the disastrous bowl game. You heard him going into the bowl game. I, he wasn't happy with a lot of the pieces he built for his first-year staff. And listen, Hugh Freeze, the type of guy, say what you will about him, he's pretty honest sometimes when he goes out there behind the microphone. Um, I don't think a lot of people wanted to hear that after less than a year on the job, but that's the fact of the matter. And he's got a lot of things to correct there. And in the end, I think he's going to bring in his guys, right? The guys that he's won with and he trusts all the way dating back to his days at Ole Miss and even beyond that. So that's what's the watch here, you know, as we look to see, you know, I know Derek Nix at Ole Miss was a long, it's a longtime assistant there. He's been, I think, there 16 years. He's a name to watch to potentially join Auburn's offensive staff. Hugh Freeze, I think, is going to have to kind of rally himself, bring the people around him that he can trust, and then build from there. He's got a great recruiting class coming in. They didn't necessarily attack the portal like I would have liked to have seen, but they're betting on developing high school talent. But he's got to get some things, so some progress next year. I know it was just a bowl game in his next exhibition, but I was expecting that to kind of be, this is, let's put our best foot forward and show that we are making progress. And if anything, they took a half step back in that game. This spring is really, really big for Hugh Freeze. Great stuff. Brandon Marcella, nobody better to uh, get inside uh, and, and down in the weeds of college football. We'll take a break here. We have a lot more to do. We'll go back to Tuscaloosa before we wrap up uh, the DeBoer conversation and more of your phone calls. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Jay is up next in Toledo. Hello, Jay. Oh, hello, Paul. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hear you well. Yeah, it's my first time calling. I'm just calling in that I think uh, Helen DeBoer, I don't think that's a good hire. Why not? Well, because people's going on what he did, and I'm looking at the teams and stuff they talked about, and they're talking about Washington 25-3 or something the last two years. Right. But I'm looking at the conference that he did that in, and that don't mean nothing. I mean, he's coming to Bama, and I, I don't think he's going to be ready for it. Well, I mean, I think the other coach they considered and maybe offered, maybe didn't, I don't know, is uh, Mike Norvell, who has worked in Memphis and, and now Tallahassee. But uh, just on pure credentials, uh, which is what uh, we're referring to, I mean, he, he's got exemplary credentials. Well, I mean, believe me, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he turns out to be a good you. coach for us. I really do. Well, but I, do I just got a feeling I don't think so. Well, uh, Jay, thanks. Uh, most people disagree. I have no idea. I mean, I, I think uh, he's got a few things he's got to overcome, but uh, let's hope he does. Uh, Jeffrey is up next. Hello, Jeffrey. Hey, Paul, is that you? That is me. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm taking the phone calls today. Well, you're the man. I'm from Birmingham area here, and uh, I've heard heard you on the radio since right at the early '80s. Well, thank you. And uh, uh, we're in the same age. I'm a double nickel, 1955. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, you remember uh, back when we had. Uh, Came on Saturday morning around nine o'clock. I think it was on uh, uh, can't remember radio station WERC, I believe it was, and they had Leonard's Losers. Oh yeah, sure. You remember Leonard's Losers? Leonard uh, Parstereo. Sir. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Parstereo was his name from Georgia. Oh, that was that was some kind of a show to listen to. But I haven't heard much, and I was hoping out here. Is uh, and make sure that he knew the that our new coach is uh, aware of the Auburn situation, is that uh, of beating Auburn. And, uh, uh, well, Jeffrey, I, I think uh, if you're a coach at Alabama, that's probably not your number one priority because you have Georgia and LSU and and all these other schools. But I, I feel certain uh, he'll become aware of it very quickly. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Catherine is up next in Florida. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Paul. <laughs> How are you doing today? We are doing great. 
Good. Listen, um, I just wanted to call to, as we're honoring uh, Dr. King, and um, I just want to say that how much, uh, of course, he made such a difference. But sports, I think, has been a big common denominator in getting people to uh, be able to get along and, and accepting. And um, I know that uh, when my son was young, we put him at the boys' club, and uh, the friendships that he made there has carried through, and now he's in his 40s. And um, the young men that, you know, he played, well, he played basketball with his passion, and um it, you know, it, it just made such a big difference. And uh, along, I think, also maybe with educators and the military. So um, I'm just very grateful. You know, I've tried to be as positive as, as you know, thinking, because I was, grew up in, you know, during the segregation time and thinking that we have made a lot of progress. Um, unfortunately, sometimes you see on the news where things aren't like it was, or, you know, but um, I don't know if I'm expressing myself very well. well. Uh, Catherine, I understand, and I think the, the difficulty of this, and, and I grew up in the same era, is that when you talk about it, honestly, it doesn't quite uh, compute because there are young people today who have no earthly idea what we're really talking about. But, uh, yeah, when you grow up in a segregated world, uh, which the South was, uh, it, it looks really great what's happening today, except some of the same issues that permeated then exist today. The difference is they're hidden. Uh, back then, everybody was, was out in the open, uh, as disgusting as that may, may appear today, what people said. Now they just hide behind labels. Thanks for the call. Really do appreciate it. We're up against the break. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 